This is The Bunt, the number one podcast in skateboarding, brought to you by the number one shoe in skateboarding. What I'm talking about might save your life someday, okay? Okay, Mr. Mackey, okay? Okay. Okay? Okay. 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 Vans. Off the wall since 1960, motherfucking six. And now, live from Studio E, The Bunt with Safer and Donovan. It's on and popping here inside Studio E. I'm D Jones. I got my main man, the ghost, with me. As always, we got Ants One behind the scenes. It's a cool thing. Ghost, tell them what we're working with this week. Epic week in Studio E. We got the legend, Jesus Fernandez, or Jesus, as they say down south, according to him. Anyways, big legend. Such an honor to have him on the pod. Uh, we've been big fans since he literally blew our minds wide open with that switch flip crook in Yeah Right, which was one of those double take tricks. Like, wait, was that switch? And you had to like rewatch it to, just to confirm what your brain just took in. Uh, and the best part is all these years later, you know, he's a veteran in the game. He's still shredding, still learning new tricks. Uh, he's just an absolute real one. Kept it 1000 with us great conversation thank you jesus and then you know we taking y'all straight to the post office and wrapping it up with a little nfl talk you dig this week the ghost went outside his comfort zone didn't refer to the episode as a big big week but instead (laughs) it's fucking epic so you guys you know stay tuned in because you don't want to miss this yeah it took 0.5 seconds to try and think of something to switch it up for fuck's sakes Make sure to follow us on Instagram at the Bunt Live. We got a new contest dropping this week. It's been too, too long, and this is something you ain't going to want to miss. So grab your good homie and get ready because this contest is going to be smacking. And then subscribe to us on YouTube at the Bunt Live and head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash the Bunt. It's almost time for that off-season fun, doing a little raffle for the people on the Patreon. So make sure... Uh, if you're about that life and you want to be a part of the raffle, get down with the boys. Shout out out of the week time. You got something special for me? Something Barcelona inspired? Well, in honor of the big homie Jesus, uh, Memory Screen just dropped the uh, Sants Plaza fucking ultimate remix. It's five minutes of straight classic clips that sounds great to see of course our boy jesus did the switch front shove crook the top from the from flat epic fakie flip tail um over the years he's a local there or was a local but that was just it's a great montage make sure you go check that you can see it at free skate mag uh rodrigo tx brian wenning i love the mix of all the european legends and uh north american legends it's a great watch enjoy of course over at freeskatemeg.com what else is new man (laughs) so like we've been saying jesus fernandez in the building triple og 
coming in hot. Yeah, right with that combo. Switch front shove crook, switch flip crook. Man, ain't much left to say. Chocolate fam, Lakai fam, it's time to get into the interview. But first, we gonna order us some maker. I'm thinking a little Dr. Pepperoni, couple orders of wings and some chocolate chip cookies for the boys. And now they got dipping sauces, man. So oh. let's head on down there. You know, in-store, Queen and Spadina, or Uptown Avenue Road in Lawrence, or you can order online using the Maker app, available on iOS and Android. And something huge this week, you know Maker Pizza, they do it for the people just like us over here at The Bunt. We giving away 10 $100 gift cards to Maker Pizza. This is big time. If you are a healthcare worker and you listen to the pod, send over a photo of your work ID, or just something that proves that you're a healthcare worker, and the first 10 people are getting those gift cards. Let's get it popping. Maddie Matheson, tell them what they could spend their money on with those gift cards. This is literally the best pizza in the world. All right, y'all, let's get into the interview. Okay, we've got a triple OG legend in the building today, Jesus Fernandez. What's going on, man? <laughs> Thank you for having me, guys, and uh, what's going on? Not so much lately, so just uh, I live in Denmark now, keep skating. The weather is getting better here because it's, it's not as it's not as good all the time, you know? So, yeah, it's not it Spain. Is, yeah, it's not Spain, <laughs> but it's, it's, getting, it's getting good. It's getting sunny outside, and uh, the last few days it's been really, really nice. That's what's up. Yeah. So, Jesus, we start every show off the same. Tell us your favorite skate moment and your favorite sports moment. Mm, of course, maybe landing a crazy trick or something like that. <laughs> yeah, landing a fakey 360 fleet switch crooks with Ooh. Federico Viteta in, in Barcelona. Oh, hell yeah, that was insane. That was turned up, Becky. Thank you. And more because it was hard to do it, you know, like it, it took me a while. Oh, yeah, I bet. And what about sports moment? Maybe just biking, but it's a little bit more boring, you know, than skating. <laughs> biking, like, Tour de France, you know, like, road. Of course, yeah. Just with my father, like, long distance, and with my brother also, Alfonso, who also skated before, you know, and he still mm -hmm. does. But, yeah, we just uh, did a lot of kilometers for when we were 11 years old or something. I was 11, my brother was 12. And I remember that was like, we were the only kids following them, you know, like, and the rest were like adults and it was, mm -hmm. it was really long. I can't, I can't really remember how long, but it was like all day back and forth, you know, yeah. <laughs> something like that, but it's not like skating. No. So take us back to the beginning. Where'd you come up and how'd you get into skating? I, I got into skating uh, through watching some neighbors from from my hometown, you know, in back in Madrid, in Spain. And uh, my neighbors were like a little bit older than me. So I was, I was maybe 10 when I started watching them, nine or 10. And I started when I was 11, but the, those other guys were, were uh, maybe 16, 17 year old. So they were like seven year older than me, you know, seven years older than me. Mm -hmm. And they were sick. One of them, his name was Esteban Velarde, 
who was like uh, already really good and he will go back to San Francisco for vacation and he knew he knew pros back in SF at that time like uh, Rick Ivacera like New Deal guys skating for New Deal you know like San Francisco and all that stuff Mm-hmm. So he was he was he was really good, Stefan. He was really good. So I really look up to him, and we end up skating just uh, not with them. Like we wouldn't even talk to them at first, <laughs> just like doing the same. But because we were not so annoying, you know, back then. Like, hey, are you sponsor? Are you like we just like mm-hmm. respect them? We didn't even talk to them, you know, like. Yeah. But they end up talking to us like, oh, so you also skate, and like it, it was fine at the end. It was fine, you know. Mm-hmm. We just didn't want to be annoying, you know, like annoying kids. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's hard to resist being annoying when you're a kid and you don't know any better. Impressive. Yeah. So, what would you consider your first big break in the skate industry? I I will say, uh, girl, like uh, or chocolate, girl and chocolate, from the beginning because I also met some other people before I I met Rick and Mike and the chocolate family. I was meeting uh, uh, Socrates Leal was the filmer for Wall Industries and 101, all all those brands, you know, like Dwindle, but back then Wall Industries. So mm-hmm. we were also flow there, but not in a special, in a specific brand like Blind or or Deca. So just in general, we were just getting flow. So I met Ronnie Mullen, and he was kind of interested on us, you know, but like, cause we were before, when I say us, it's because we were a pack back in like three, <laughs> three guys, my brother, Danny Lebron and I. So it was just a group, you know, even for the sponsors and for everyone, it was like, oh, those guys, we were not just one person. It was like a, <laughs> kind of like a team. Yeah, package, yeah. <laughs> it was good cause we looked stronger cause everyone has their tricks and it looks like you're doing more, but you're just doing a third part of it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I like that. Thanks. I wish I could have been a part of a package with Morgan Smith. <laughs> I could have turned pro, damn. So how did you yeah. end up meeting Rick and Mike and getting on chocolate? Okay, because we were living most of the time in L.A. Back then when we just went there for a, for a few trips and then we liked it there to skate. We like the weather there, especially the weather, you know, that's why we were there all the time. And I don't know, we've been flow for Deca and all those guys. And also after start skating for neighborhood skateboards, but it was like, it wasn't that big neighborhood skateboards, you know? Mm-hmm. And we made a video for neighborhood called La La Land, like LA, you know, La La Land. Yeah. And after that, uh, people were nice, you know, like saying more, they knew of us a little bit more. So we met Chico, Chico Brenes. Okay. In a schoolyard skating, Lakewood. I mean, we met him before, but just uh, we talked there a little bit more. Also in Spanish, we started talking to him in Spanish and he was like, oh, nice, somebody. Because to be honest, we were really bad at English. Mm-hmm. Back then, we could almost speak, you know? <laughs> so, with Chico was fine, and uh, we shared different that, uh, Spanish too, because his Spanish was different, and it, w- it was fun to speak, you know? So, we became friends, and then he took us to to girl one day. 
and we just met Rick and everyone and uh, it was a wow the the old girl warehouse the first one you know mm-hmm. so that's that long ago and yeah since that like we met more often like once a week we used to go there and they were really down for us like Rick and Mike and nothing just it was a friendship it was not like you want to be sponsored or nothing like that it was just like you guys need bars they bars they but just more like homies you know not they didn't want nothing in return it's like yeah we didn't call it flow we just became friends and it was like yeah grab bars and like let's go skate and well that's awesome yeah natural fit you mentioned your package deal with daniel lebron and your brother did you say alfonso yeah yeah so you and danny lebron are still shredding still killing it what's your brother up to these days he's still ripping yeah he is he is he just don't uh, for example danny post a lot of things and i do when i have more time i also do but my brother he doesn't really post any videos or like but he's still skating like he was probably skating today but <laughs> he just don't maybe he don't want to ask people to film him and stuff like that you know because sometimes mm-hmm. it, it could be hard also for me like I will film a lot of more stuff if it was just easy, like, can you film me? But sometimes you don't want to bother, like, people, you know, when they're skating. Yeah, yeah. And LeBron is different. LeBron probably has a deal with some, they film each other, you know? Yeah. You need to make that deal with Yalda. I saw you're skating with yeah. him more often. You yeah, guys yeah, need yeah, to yeah. film each just, other. <laughs> I was just thinking about that, like, okay, I filmed Yalda, he can film me. <laughs> <laughs> but Jalte is quick and fast and he lands tricks like nothing. It's, it's, it's easy. Like, yeah, just do it. I film it. I'm worried for him if he has to film me. <laughs> I can take days, you know? <laughs> no, it should be okay. But yeah, I, I'm going to more often. Mm-hmm. I, I want to. I like it, you know? So yeah, but my brother, that's, that's what happened probably, you know? He just doesn't want to film. Yeah, I think he just skates and sometimes films, but mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, that's what's up. That's what they call a real one, man. Just out there, shredding. Doesn't <laughs> need doesn't need people to see him on the internet every day. He's just doing it for mm-hmm. the love. That's what's up. Exactly. Yeah. So we talked about it a little bit already. You were one of the first European skaters to move to the states back in the day. What gave you the conviction to make that move, and how was it adjusting to life in Los Angeles? Probably my brother talking about him before we got to talk about him now again yeah. it was it was him alfonso who like was gonna go there alone if he have to wow if he, he he had to go alone he was gonna go alone he actually did one alone for the first time and skate with this guy socrates the filmer from our friend socrates socrates leal the mm-hmm. filmer for doing that he used to film with silo greenhouse guy mariano with all all those guys you know so yeah my brother was saying like we should go we should go there and for me it was uh so that was the motivation because if you i don't i don't think i believe in myself too much to like yeah let's go there and get, try to be sponsors like i i because already before that some years earlier I went there just for vacation with a Spanish distributor, Enrique Lorenzo, and just to skate. And I, mm, we skated with a lot of people, you know, like really good pro skaters, like 
cost and I went on and the level was insane so I will never think I could even get sponsored you know seeing the level of like how people were skating mm-hmm. so it was uh, totally out of my brain that I, I would do that but my my brother was so convinced and so positive about it back then I don't know if it's like the same now but <laughs> back then he was really like let's do it let's do it like like let's go and uh, I'm going for sure you can go after with with Danny Danny's gonna go but you can just go with him in the same flight or so that's what gave me the motivation and also I was like in a period where I, I was just skating for fun like as a teenager mm-hmm. from 11 when I started but a little bit after also like from 15 to to 19 and when I was 19 I was doing really weird like what not too good like I wasn't good at school and uh I wasn't skating too good, like I was just uh, a little bored of it, you know? And yeah. So I stopped, I didn't quit, but I stopped. Actually, I did kind of quit skating. For <laughs> oh, shit. From 19 to 20, and that's when my brother was gonna go to... When I came back to skating, uh, that's when my brother was gonna go to the States. So it was everything at the same time, you know? Like, we should go there, and I just... I just started skating again, you know, not too long ago, and he was like, we should go to the States and try to get sponsored and, like, stuff like that, but I just thought it was fun, a new adventure to do. I wasn't mm-hmm. thinking we're going to get sponsored or nothing like that, but it was yeah. something something nice, and I, actually it was really nice to, because I stopped for, like, a year, so when I came back to skate again, it was like... The same feeling as when you start skating for the first time. Mm. Oh, yeah. Everything was sa- exciting, you know, like... Sometimes I think we need a break. It's not good to say or whatever, but... For me, it was nice, like, to have that break because I came back really excited, like, really with a lot of energy. So all that together is what makes me just go there, I think, yeah. and... For a lot of skaters, you know, 19 to 20, we're kind of in our prime and you know so addicted to skateboarding we don't have many other responsibilities we're still yeah. young just finished high school or whatever what did you do for that year off that's what i that's what i mean you know i was kind of lost like actually i was doing nothing really positive if i was probably starting a nice career for something i would probably just keep skating to free your mind after studying or something like that but that that was the thing i was in really doing nothing and you know a little bit of <laughs> not good <laughs> yeah i don't i don't do it anymore i can say it but it was that time you know where like i you think you know everything and you just smoke and mm-hmm. but maybe it's good to say you know maybe it's good to say i don't know yeah someone could learn from that can be watching this after but if it's kids i don't care because i'm not talking good about it like mm-hmm. It was it was hard for me because I was just letting the days pass doing nothing, you know. So yeah. and that's why I quit skating because uh, you get lazy. Yeah, right. You get lazy. I think I think also helped me to quit skating because I hurt my elbow really bad. Also, when I was like kind of high, you know. So mm-hmm. that makes me think it, it wasn't good after. But after a while, you know, like 
Yeah. When I was healing my elbow and still, I was still like smoking, not crazy, you know, nothing crazy, but it maybe wasn't too good for me. Like for some people it's okay, you know, but for me it was like, cause I'm already a kind of lazy person, you know, so if, <laughs> if I do that, I, I, I can be worse. So I think it was just that, you know, <laughs> it was probably yeah. that, man, you know, and the, and the age, you know, you're, you're like 19 and... So that's what pushed me to go and do something like that. I think it was all together, you know, like. I love I love that story and the self-awareness at a young age to realize that yeah. that wasn't for you. And the help from your brother. Yeah. Too, for his motivation helped you, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Because <laughs> I, I wouldn't go there alone, I think. Yeah. It's pretty intimidating. Yeah. I feel like I can relate on the no smoking, even though I've never smoked. Because I feel like if I did, if there was a chance of me getting 1% lazier, I might never wake up. So, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> never wake up. I know. <laughs> There's not enough TV out there in the world for you to watch if you become a stoner, Sofa. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Azus, eventually you ended up being deported from the States. Is that right? Yeah, like after a long time ago, but yeah, after... So what happened there? What was the reason behind that? Actually, the reason why it all started from some uh, shoplifting that I was involved. Oh, shoplifting. Yeah, like stupid small stuff, socks. Mm -hmm. But that's not the really the reason why you got the potter, because that's like something kids do, you know, like... Mm -hmm. whatever take some from the shop or whatever for fun or anything like that you know but the reason why it was like when I applied for my visa in Spain some years after that uh, episode you know mm -hmm. uh, one of the questions was like have you ever been in trouble with the police or like uh, blah 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 and uh, have you been arrested in the states before I, a few questions right like you mark yes or no and all those questions is like or either yes or no you have to answer right with a cross yeah. right every every question was kind of crazy like are you trying to work illegally or are you, are, are you being arrested or questions like that so I was like no 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 and honestly when I saw the question like have you been arrested I honest press no because I thought my English maybe wasn't that good. It was probably in Spanish too, the form, but I thought I didn't have any record, you know, because it was a small thing and they told us back in LA that, okay, this is nothing, don't do it again, you're not going to have any record. Oh. So I thought I shouldn't say it because then they wouldn't give me the visa, you know, if I say yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I didn't have, I, I had any record, but that was not the question. The question is like, have you been arrested or not, you know? Mm -hmm. So, uh, finally I answered, I got the visa, I go to the States, I use it for years. I don't know how many years, two years, I renew it for years, like, so that was not a problem. But then one day, after, especially after the Twin Towers, mm -hmm. what happened, you know, September 11 and all that, it was harder to go back to the States, you know, for everyone, if you're a foreigner. So they look more more through everyone, you know, especially if it, my case was like 
I was almost living there, you know. It, I always have a tourist visa, like six months. We Europeans, we don't know. We don't need a visa. We can just go 90 days and come back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to stay longer because, like, almost living there. That, that's pretty much what I was doing because we have a apartment, an apartment yeah. there and everything. But I never stay legal. I always, when my time was over, I, I was going back. Or even before, some months before. I didn't need to stay for a year there. I was happy to be three months or four the most. Mm -hmm. One time I stayed six months, go uh, go to Germany for a week and come back for another four months. And that was the longest time I stayed there. Mm -hmm. It was almost like a year, you know? Pretty mm -hmm. close, yeah. So they look more through me because uh, I was staying too long there, you know? Not too long, not extra long. Yeah. But I was like, are you living here? Yeah, exactly. Like. Mm -hmm. You know how it is in, in the States, in Canada, maybe in Europe as well, if you're not from Europe. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the normal questions. So, But then, yeah, I have a few questions and then they, that day they didn't want to let me in. So, because it was like, obviously I was there f to, for many years. Yeah, off and on. I never stay illegal, but I was like, but you live here? I was like... No, but I skate. I like to. I, I would like to live here, but I. I don't. I just gotta go back when it's my time. And but you don't work here. I was like, no, no, no. And I was. I was never working. It was just skating, yeah. you know. And uh, yeah. So they stopped me for some hours, and then they they wanted to look through something, and then they finally find something like, okay, if he has a visa, they look. Let's see if he's ever been arrested. Maybe they. T I don't know, cause uh, I don't. I didn't see him looking. You know what they were doing, but. Mm -hmm. They came out with that somehow after many years, you know. That's some bullshit. The felony was to lie about it in when you oh. apply for a visa, not the socks or whatever, because I didn't even steal that day. Nothing. It wasn't me. I was just with them, you know. But oh, so they it just was, found it was anything. Not, yeah, it was just more the fact that like if you apply for a visa, all those questions are really important, and I understand now. I learned something, you know. I learned one lesson. Mm -hmm. but I mean on the flip side maybe maybe they wouldn't have given you the visa in the first place and maybe you wouldn't have yeah. had all those years also I thought about that sometimes like yeah and it was a lot of years between you know like yeah. four years or five or something like that yeah mm -hmm. so can you go to the states now yeah yeah I went after and but uh, when that happened I couldn't go back for five years wow damn and that was when I like when I really wanted to be there, actually, I got I got a little bit depressed. I remember because well, I was yeah. like, "What the hell?" That was when you were killing it, filming for like pretty sweet kind of time, or what? We were filming for Yeah Right, and I was I was no one there yet. I was just in the floating Yeah Right video. I have a couple tricks on that uh, chocolate montage with Chico mm -hmm. Brennis and Kenny yeah. Anderson and mm -hmm. Chris Roberts. Castillo, you know, we yeah. have a little montage. That's the video where Justin Eldridge had a part and like... Of course. Mm -hmm. Bro, you part. think we yeah. don't know? Yeah, right? One of the best videos yeah, ever. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you. So yeah, uh, that was back then. So I That's just tough only time. have a couple tricks there and I was thinking, okay, in the next video, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a full part. Because now they know me, like Rick, Chico, everyone. And I knew they were going to give me the opportunity next time. But I couldn't go back and for five years. And before, at least for me, eh, 
it wasn't like now, like, okay, I just film here or whatever in, in Barcelona or like, mm-hmm. it was there or nothing back then. It was just, the the good filmers were there, like, the, we didn't have no one good enough, I guess, in Spain or uh, it was all this NTSC or European, you know, PAL, like, the cameras were different. Mm. You know, it was before HD, like, the digital camera, like, the yeah. VX, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah, man, that's a long five years then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 it was bad. But then, luckily, it was the beginning of uh, a lot of people, even them, they were traveling to Barcelona a lot, you know? Yeah. So I was a little bit lucky to, like, don't get to the press and then just, okay, but I just want to skate, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. I go there and skate with whatever. I I also... I mentioned this before, but after that happened, I assume my, myself like, okay, in fact, I can really, I can skate for them because I'm here. So I oh. call Rick and tell him like, thanks for all you did. And like, I'm gonna skate, I'm gonna start skating for a Spanish company. Wow. And he was like, I think it was really important because he also said like, oh, this is really? Okay, we always support you, you know, like, you don't have to quit or like, but but I was like, no, but I, I don't want to be a pain in the ass. I told him like that, like, mm. I don't want you to send me boards all the way. I can't really film. Maybe just for now. And he was, he was like totally understanding. And sometimes I think, what did I do that? Like, why? <laughs> but I don't know. I just didn't want to. I, I, I assumed that it was impossible, you know, but nowadays it's different. For oh, sure. Yeah. You can just, uh, and also that, like, oh my God, five years, you know, like, now I don't think, okay, five years are five years, but, you know, like, also back then, I thought it was like, okay, the rest of my life, five yeah. years, you know, like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's when you rode for Nomad? Yeah, exactly, you know. And then yeah. uh, after that, you, you ended up getting back on chocolate, right? Yeah. So how did it end with Nomad? Eventually your five years was up and you called Rick back? <laughs> no, no, no. It's because Nomad was fine. Nomad, of course, is not chocolate. Mm-hmm. But it was okay, you know, for like being here and keep skating. Once in a while I skated a chocolate board also when I was in Nomad. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the words was fine and all that, you know. But the thing is like I always been in in Lakai floating also before when I was filming for Yerai I was getting Lakai shoes I wasn't in the team like random people and those guys but I was getting shoes from them and I always kept that like good with Kelly Bear Kelly Bear was the team manager mm-hmm. we were all, always uh, doing that right like getting shoes just floating you know but they were good at sending us shoes over there back to Spain and no, they were going to Malaga. Uh, that that's that's what happened. They were going to Malaga for a tour. The Lakai guys, right? Scott Johnson, Anthony Papalardo, Kelly, the team manager as well, and not so many people actually. Ah, uh, the French connection, like Lucas, JP Gillet, oh, <coughs> JJ Rossell, you know? Sick. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So they, I don't know. I was talking to Kelly about getting some shoes, and then he was like, "Wait." We're actually going to Spain. You should come. I mean, I was in Spain, but they were going to another city, you know, like south mm-hmm. in Malaga. And I was maybe in Barcelona or something like that. 
So yeah, I I went along to to the tour with them. And I met Federico, the filmer, who I filmed afterwards. I, I filmed all my part for Fully Flair with him. Mm-hmm. So I met him that night at, like, at the hotel where we were staying. And uh, I filmed a little bit with them. And Kelly was kind of stoked, the team manager, everyone. I was also stoked with the Lucas and everyone skating super good. And But after that, Kelly thought like it would be a good idea because Federico is from Italy as well, so he was from Europe, you know. Mm-hmm. He thought it was it would be a good idea to put to send Federico to my house in Barcelona and film with me, Ooh. and that's how it all started for uh, fully flair. Mm. And uh, I was getting saving some footage together with Federico for like I they didn't know if I was gonna be in the video or not, but just like yeah, just film maybe like French Connection, but something else. Or just Jesus, whatever, you know, but, <laughs> and that gave me a lot of uh, motivation, you know, I was like, okay, that's, this is a good opportunity, right. and just nice to do, you know, and, definitely, sorry for, like, the long story, No, no. It's but that's good. how I came back to Chocolate, they saw uh, that I was getting some footage together, maybe I already lined the fakey 360 flip switch screw, some Ooh. other tricks like that, you know, yeah, mm-hmm. And I, I didn't, I didn't, I, I would never ask, like, can I be back in chocolate and stuff like that, but they did. So Federico awesome. told me one night, like, yeah, and that's also a really another good memory. That's a big skate moment right there. It, exactly, yeah. I was going to mm-hmm. say something like that, but. Welcome then home, also baby. Also the tricks, but uh, those moments, because it's not skating, but. It mm-hmm. happened at dinner or something, but those moments also mean a lot to me, like good memories. For sure. Yeah. You already know CHPO brand does it for the people, and they want to hear your favorite skate moment and your favorite sports moment. So send them in to the buntlive at gmail.com and we'll be choosing our favorites. And you know the winner's getting a fat box from CHPO. And if you want to support Skatistan or SkatePal, you can visit their website, skatistan.org and skatepal.co.uk or purchase a Skatistan or SkatePal product from chpobrand.com. 100% of the profits will be donated. CHPO brand, doing it for the people. So Jesus, you've been known to sing your heart out, sometimes even on the sesh. You planning a post skate career, music career, or what, man? No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't know. At that moment now that I'm, I'm pretty busy all the time, also with with my kids. Mm-hmm. So it's hard for me to decide what to do, and I'm still skating, but working here, there, here and there, and different things, you know, here in Denmark, and. Uh, but just always trying to skate because until the last moment, like I just want to skate. I don't want to stop skating because if I stop now, I'm I'm stopping for good probably. Yeah. So that's why like if I'm skate for a couple of days, I I really feel like old. So the more I skate, <laughs> I feel younger. Yeah. And um, but yeah, like I don't know, I'm see what I can do here and there, you know, for jobs and. 
also little projects. I don't have nothing big in mind right now, but I always have something in in mind to be busy, which is also important to like like healthy, yeah. you know, like just yeah. uh, having little little dreams or like little somethings, you know. Definitely. And yeah. What kind of stuff do you like to do to stay busy? I I would actually like to. I like I like all kind of uh, art. Also like music, but I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't be a singer or anything like that, you know. But <laughs> but I like the art, like also drawing. But it's hard. I think it's a it's a full time job as well. Like I wouldn't mind to work for a company or having my own company, skateboard company or clothing company or something, you know. Mm-hmm. It's also. Nothing really pushed me to do it because I, I see like it can also be a nightmare, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but I like I like the fun. It's like skating also. Yeah, lots of competition there. Yeah, a lots of competition as well, you know. But yeah, it could it could be a dream also that. Eh? For it could sure, be nice. Sure. So tell us a little bit about the early days at Plaza Colon. Any wild stories from back then? <laughs> yeah, a lot. But uh, yeah, just uh, just being kids, you know. Like I, I think it's been like that everywhere in the world, in every plaza, in UK, probably in London, in South Banks, or like being out all day, you know, being kids, yeah. teenagers, and just being out every day. Oh my God, I'm seeing an ass right now, and it's disgusting. <laughs> Can you see it? <laughs> Can you see it? Is that your neighbor? Yeah, oh, yeah, I can hell. see it. Oh my god! Oh, sorry. Yeah, we're we're having the interview. That's not that's not so good. But it was funny. I was like, I was trying to think, and then like I saw that. That's incredible! Wow. Oh, we did this thing that it was called uh, Bajar Plaza, like coming down from whatever. That's an area, you know, in, in Madrid. Mm-hmm. Plaza. Castilla, you know, that's the name of the neighborhood. And it's really on top of the, it's not a hill, but it's, it's downhill all the time, but mellow, you know, like you don't, you don't see a hill, just, it just goes down, mm-hmm. so it helps to go faster, you know? Yeah. So you, you can go from that to the other spot in Colón, the benches, mm-hmm. all the way, and there is a lot of spots, but we were just lazy to do it every day, so we just did that sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it was uh, it was fun because we were sometimes forty skaters. It sometimes almost like fifty. When we went to Seven Eleven, was nuts, man. Like <laughs> it, <laughs> it was insane. I, I I think no one of us will do things like that alone. But it was just like we were fifty, so it was like the. Everyone was taking cookies, like sodas, like uh, <laughs> running away. And, uh, Mob mentality, man. <laughs> Everything goes. Strength in numbers. Yeah. So, speaking of plazas, you've been known to get some fire clips at Sants in Barcelona. They're trying to shut it down these days. Uh, what does that spot mean to you? And is there anything the people can do to help save Sants? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I've seen that. I'm not there anymore, but uh, it's been a while since they were talking about. But it, it looks like it's becoming real that they really want to take it down. And yeah, it means uh, 
But to be honest, it means a lot to me, like, but it's been changing the plaza slowly. It's, it's exactly what happened to Madrid as well. Like, at the end, when it's really finished, they they change the plaza or whatever. It's not so much so good to skate anymore. The process has been so slow that uh, in between, the plaza was not like at the beginning, you know? <clears throat> it's been yeah. destroyed mm -hmm. little by little, like taking some benches, taking this. At least that that's how it was in Madrid and also in Sands. At the, at the end, before, like even some years ago now, Sands was already different, like no tables, like... You know, so it was, it's not a, like a surprise, you know, like, yeah, at least for it's me. It's been but around for so long, yeah. Exactly, it's been around for so long and the, the benches were broke, uh, broken and uh, it was missing a lot of things. It, there was a lot of cracks in the ground, so they might as well mm -hmm. do something about it because it, it didn't look good. At the end, it looks like something... <laughs> yeah, it, it looks it, like a war zone. That, that's what I think, and I think... Some of the locals also, I could say I was a local because I was there with, with all also. But mm -hmm. I think they will think the same because it was time for now to like either fix it and leave it like before, but who who was going to do that for us, you know, for the skaters? Like, okay, let's fix the plaza for you and <laughs> that would be weird. Yeah. yeah. No? Yeah, for sure. Shout out to your fakey flip tail the top. That was crazy. Oof. Oh, yeah, thanks. Thanks certified so you mentioned it a little earlier you're living in denmark now uh what made yeah. you want to move out there man uh, yeah that was actually my wife's idea she's she's from here mm. so it's a really nice place especially in especially now today when when it start to get in nice here with the weather it's mm -hmm. one of the best places in the world I can say when it's nice of course in the winter it's tough because it's really bad weather sometimes but but yeah she she wanted to move back she wanted to we were living in Spain also, also with Billy our first kid we were living in Spain until so we moved we moved here three years ago until then okay. we were living in Barcelona all even so Billy my wife and I and we have a a younger, a younger kid, three years old, Eddie. But uh, when Eddie was born, we decided to move here so three years ago. Okay. And I wasn't too stoked because, <laughs> I don't know, it's tough to skate here. It's tough. I told Yalte the first time, I was like, yeah, but this is not Barcelona. <laughs> like, the floor is good, you know? <laughs> like, it's, but then you get used, I'm totally used to it now. Now I go, mm. if I go to Barcelona, I'm like, wow, this is too smooth, it's almost weird, you know? <laughs> like, but it's tough here, it's like, uh, if, I don't know what can I compare it to, but just the roads are more like, the sidewalks are having some stones and cracks, and but it's not so bad, it's just a, you get used to it within a, in a week, probably, it's just like, mm. if you come from Magba and, and the next day you go to to skate here and in the street spot you feel it but if you stay for a month then you forget about it you right. get used to it yeah yeah not as much granite and marble yeah as barcelona yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> so 
You told me the other day you're working in a skate school. Uh, how fun is that? And is the first trick you teach your students switch flip no slide? Yeah. Oh, I know because I was working in another skate school, but I, I also do now. But this, this one is different. This one is more like kind of private people who wants to to just uh, learn the basics and also tricks. Yeah, also mm-hmm. different levels. But now, yeah, whatever they want, I learn. Switch flip nose like or like. <laughs> but sometimes I got, sometimes I have to do a, a nice trick for them to believe me. Like, okay, you're a good school because you can do tricks, you know. <laughs> so maybe I do they make you prove it. Maybe I do a fakey flip cruise real quick, you know, or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because no, they don't. Some some of the kids they don't know me. Like, are you a pro? They just think like I'm. I'm a skate teacher and that's it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> they don't know and I'm not going to tell them either like, hey, but you know, I, I'm I'm a pro or something like that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Shit. You ever seen yeah. a backlip hard flip, son? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that one. I still, I still want to do that trick again. I really like it. Yeah, you made that look cool. But yeah, speaking of your bangers and showing the people what's really good, can you take us behind the scenes on your way ahead of its time switch flip crook, the LA high rail? What was that session like? Yeah, man. That's probably one of... Also that, I didn't say that, but maybe that was... When you say what's the best memory, also maybe with that tree when I land that one, Mm-hmm. That was a battle. That was a battle. I went there a couple times, a couple weekends actually, because if I didn't land it, that trick, I have to go the next weekend. So it's it's more mentally like crazy because mm-hmm. if I could mm-hmm. go the next day, it would be better, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. But but sometimes you go there, because that's how it works back in LA. Like you go Sundays because that was a spot where you couldn't or. I don't know, we, we didn't try Saturday and Sunday, but I don't know, I went there maybe four times to get it. And I was yeah. landing many times, but uh, after the flipping and like, the the handrail was really thin too, the yeah. the metal flat bar was, I don't know if that's good or bad, but, but yeah, it's just hard to aim, you know, like, and I kept landing them, but not rolling away many times. So yeah, it was crazy. I, there was a time, a point where I was like, maybe I cannot do it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was yeah. keeping up. But that day was good and Rick Howard was there and I was super stoked like, that he was there when I did it. That's that like, break crazy. out the checkbook, man. I'm legit. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> it's funny because I, I didn't want to do that trick. My, because I'm better at fakey flip crooks in, in a regular ledge, right? Mm-hmm. Switch flip crooks is harder than a fakey flip crooks for me. Yeah. Yeah. So in that rail I did a, a couple of things first, and back in the days I did switch crook. Then I I did a trick like uh, that I was uh, I I liked the trick because it was like the one guy Mariano did one time in mouse in the credits, you know, switch from side Soviet. Yeah. Yeah. Crook. Crook, and that's in the same with the switch flip crooks. Like I think they edit the switch frontside Soviet crooks and then yeah. the switch yeah. flip crooks, right? Mm-hmm. So I did that one, 
I shaved it for the same video. And after after that, I wanted to do fakey flip crooks, but it was so tall. Ooh. Yeah. So I ended up doing switch flip crooks, but in the rail, maybe it was harder switch flip crooks. But in a ledge, mm. no. In a ledge, it's way easier for me. Fakey flip crooks is kind of automatic, like. Ooh. And yeah, then no, switch flip crooks is more like switch flip safety. It's, it's crazy. A fakey flip crook, you have to put all your weight stays on the front foot so if you try it you can like hurt yourself more a switch flip yeah. crook you can just jump away easier longer exactly yeah. yeah you can you can start popping like already long ahead of how you say yeah like uh, later right so yeah. you get in the rail in the lowest part but fakey also yeah. ends you know it's not like in a ledge you can do it whenever you know also yeah. looking at that like okay when is he ending the 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 last so that was super annoying to try fake if cruise it's yeah. funny thinking about your handrail career because i don't remember any clips of you doing like a 5-0 on a rail or a smith or a lip slide you just went straight Classic to the fakey people. flip switch crook and <laughs> just so that's tech right true, off that's the bat true. that's actually <laughs> true but it was just i think because of that rail exist that's why i have two streaks i don't think <laughs> i would like but that rail was really nice i really like that rail because it was it was mellow in the way that it wasn't steep. It was mm-hmm, yeah. almost like a ledge, and I skate ledges, you know. So, but yeah, also flat bars. I don't, like, I don't even like flat bars. I don't know how I end up. <laughs> I think it's because I skate that rail almost every weekend, so yeah. I got good with that rail. I think it did was you used to comfortable. Did you used to do like fifty fifties on ends and all that shit, or just straight to the tech shit? <sighs> yeah, like. No, not to the switch flip crooks, but like I will always warm up with switch crook because it's it's easier for me to do a switch crook than a front side fifty fifty in that right. <laughs> I will never warm up with a with the with fifty. A, no, yeah, maybe backside. I'm good at backside. If it was backside for me, I will do backside fifty fifty for fun on on that right for sure. But but I, I will have to always because uh, I don't like front side fifty. Like it's so I like it the trick. <laughs> or nose grinds or everything in ledges but in flat bars I don't really I'm not feeling really comfortable mm-hmm. so I was always warming up with switch crook yeah. because also switch nose light it was weird because he has those bars so yeah, yeah. you know it's, you can get stuck the only trick I did there more basic it was it never came out in film it was like switch front side 180 to 5 ball or like 180 nose grind oh know? what Oh yeah, yeah, you did that. Yeah, I did, and I was really proud of that one because it's it's a weird one to do it in a round one, you know. Yeah, that's yeah. scary as hell. What yeah. about did you front board it at least? My brother did that, and <laughs> and uh, I probably did it. Eh? Yeah, <laughs> front side boss like, but I was thinking, that? yeah, yeah, front side boss like, yeah, it, it was less scary than fifty fifty for sure. For sure. Oh, yeah. for sure. Fifty scary. <laughs> Okay, Jesus, one more trick we got to go behind the scenes on is the back 270 kickflip to front tail. Tell us a little bit about that one. <sighs> Insane, because, you know, that's what I mean. It's Barceloneta, so it's like a lot of girls just walking around, <laughs> uh, coming from the beach or going to the beach. So it's, or people sit down all the time, you know, nightmare, totally nightmare. 
<laughs> but uh, in the video, it's okay. You can see it's getting late, you know, like, or afternoon. It's maybe because, like, uh, it was a, a bit of time where it was, like, less people, so I couldn't do it. But it was insane. Like, I was getting nuts, like... <laughs> but now I know it's Barcelona. It's like, what do you want? You know, it's just... It's a city yeah. that is, is like that, you know? Yeah. I can't imagine the first try, you know, at that trick. <laughs> must be like yeah, so feel yeah, impossible yeah, yeah it's pretty annoying sometimes those tricks like <laughs> okay first try is always just like a fake one kind of you know like you flip <laughs> yeah. and get closer and like yeah we yeah, call that a tricks. bunt around here <laughs> yeah yeah exactly so what's next for jesus fernandez man what you got up your sleeve these days i'm trying to see what happened filming for chocolate like we're making a video. Okay, okay. Uh, oh, yeah. Full length video, I guess. And Girl and Chocolate. I, actually, maybe it's more Chocolate. I, I'm not sure, but I think it's more Chocolate, but always Girl, you know, has a part of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And just that. Actually, I'm right now I'm hurt, but it's, I shouldn't even mention. Probably a couple of weeks and I'll be good. I fall my ankle. Uh, oh, day. Shit. Yeah, Damn, it sucks. Thank you. But it's yeah, it's the worst. But it's recovering really fast, so it's, it should be okay. Good. Good to and hear. And then yeah, after that I don't know, keep filming, maybe traveling, but you know how it is these days, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So difficult to do anything mm-hmm. with the COVID and all that, you know. No doubt. Well, we're looking forward to some more Jesus footage, man. Let's get it. Can't Thank wait. you. Thank you. Yo, 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 it's Rapid Fire with the Ghost, brought to you by the one and only Dickies. We talking the original 874 work pant, the world's best-selling work pant. Dickies holding it down for the people, just like the bunt. Brass zipper, imported, permanent crease, hook and eye closure, one of a kind, cleanest in the game. It's Dickies all day, baby. The original 874 work pant. Get you some today. In your uh, mini doc with Free Skate Mag, JB Gillette said, you never complain, you're always positive, and you won't talk shit on other people. Well, we got a little section called Rapid Fire, so let's see what happens, eh? <laughs> Favorite skater? Guy Mariano. Favorite video? Video days. Favorite video part? Gino Genucci Snap also. Nice. Favorite style? Gino as well. Which skater had the biggest influence on the way you skate? Guy, Gino, Chico. Most talented skateboarder on planet Earth? Maybe Javier Sarmiento, but he don't care about nothing, you know? Just like, whatever <laughs> happens. But yeah, he's talented, for sure. Yeah. Favorite trick? Halfly, but I don't know why I say that. Not, not really, but if you tell me to be quick, so... <laughs> I, it comes to maybe it's one of my favorite tricks but it's just annoying trick also like it can look <laughs> bad but it is I like it hardest trick for you <laughs> oh yeah switch fronts I heel flip yeah yeah feel you yeah nolly back heels are the same movement but if for some reason it's so much harder switch front heel yeah nolly back heel no problem but switch front heel flip so mm-hmm. most illegal trick Maybe laser flip. 
<laughs> because all the kids ask me, like, can you laser flip? So I'm, I'm trying to hate it because I can't do it. So I think I did it one time, but for the effort I have to do it and the way it looks, I only see one person who does some good and it was Rick Howard. Like, I haven't seen... Otherwise, looks weird, you know? Only yeah. Rick did them good. But it, it looked better when he did it big spin as well, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Favorite clip you've ever gotten? Okay, the sweet few proofs probably then. Hell yeah. What's the gnarliest <laughs> trick you've ever witnessed? Okay, right now the first thing come to my mind was like Son Malto, he did a box in Osblan on a haba in a Whoa. somewhere. I maybe I don't know if he was because he's from Kansas, right? I, I can Yeah, we were somewhere in tour and he did a box in Nosblan slide. Isn't a pretty sweet video that haba so that one okay. but i don't know if you guys remember it's a, it's not a really it's a haba haba and it mm-hmm. looked like 15 stairs or something it looked big yeah, yeah and i i saw that in my face and i was like i couldn't believe it <laughs> like people people laugh about my reaction because it was like Smythe, everyone was there you know Smythe, the yeah. manager, right and friend Everyone was there, and like he did that, and I was like, he just fucking did like bucks and nose run over there, and everyone started looking at me and laughing, like. But oh, it yeah. was impressive to me. It was insane. For like, sure. What's the one trick that got away? Oh, I got a trick, but I, then somebody else is gonna do it. <laughs> I don't care. It was I've been trying this. Uh, so it's like fakey pop swap it. Uh, switch fibro or fake nose grind, right? Yeah. You can either say it, right? So I normally used to do fakey pop swap it, uh, fakey nose grind, 180 out, but I was trying to do it with a big spin out. So Ooh. it's really quick, like I swap it, mm-hmm. you grind quick, and then, and I don't want to do it too long because it doesn't look as good. I want to do it quick, like short, like, and then big spin out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know why I didn't do it yet because I, I've been trying. Oh. I was trying in Magba, but it was not my favorite spot because it's also, again, everyone is sit down and not do things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then I never got to try that. And I want to do it in a special place, but it's also hard to do it in a high ledge or like. But I want to do it. That'd be cool, man. Taking out Mark Johnson, eh? I hope to see that in the next chocolate video. Thanks. I will try. I, I gotta try. Good luck out there. What's the biggest bunt you've ever witnessed? It was a guy. It was a guy in Barcelona, and we call him the zombie. <laughs> he's crazy. <laughs> the zombie. But it's this guy that I don't know why he thinks he can do more than he can. You know. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he's a he don't have control at all. <laughs> yeah. Every time he's gonna do a trick, he jumps three times, like super weird, and then like he tries a trick. And not criticizing, but it's like he's, he's the homie, but he's he's crazy, like. And then he try a twenty stair rail, and dude, he's he was bleeding back in the metro, like he looked like he came from Vietnam or something, from some crazy like. It was insane. It was insane. Oh, what but I don't know if that, that's about. He actually tried, right? He was saying, "I'm gonna try not grind or or crook crooks," but it was like he he couldn't even do a crooks in a somewhere small, you know. Oh, that's it. And he he gets aggressive too. Like I'm gonna do it. Like he gets kind of like calm down. He, 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that might be the biggest bunt we've ever heard. Wow. What's the last new trick you learned? Backflip back to regular, but with heel flip, right? Heel flip mm-hmm. back. Oof. Or sorry, dream job after skating. <laughs> Maybe something related with the skating, because uh, that's what I know. I don't know exactly in what, but... Uh, not so much like being the salesman or something like that. More related with skating, going out, skate with people, you know. Team manager shit, maybe? It could be. I, I, it could be. Every time uh, we have been in tours with our team managers, they seem to have fun and like liking their jobs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For sure. Favorite local brand? Let's say from here, because now we're here, and actually really like Dancer. You, you guys heard about Dancer? Yeah. We had Yalde on the pod uh, last year, yeah. and he sent us some Dancer stuff. It was actually my two favorite shirts that I have. It's pretty sick, yeah. Send the next box, cuz. <laughs> yeah, we love yeah. Dancer over here. <laughs> it's sick, I love it, yeah. Especially from Yalde and Anton. I don't know if you guys know Anton, but he's his colleague and friend. Who also skates he's more like my age but uh, it's my friend too and we, we skate together the three of us normally mm-hmm. nice favorite local skater Yalde as well <laughs> and Ville Ville is younger but you know Ville Vesta yeah we tried uh, to get him on the pod but he said not just yet what's the one sponsor you regret riding for of course I didn't like too much Quicksilver like because I, w- I was I was there for a while, like clothing, you know. It's more yeah. like surf. It's more like surf. But the moments were fine with the team manager as well, mm. and with mm-hmm. the the other teammates, you know. And with the paycheck. Ex- and that, you know, and his memories <laughs> like that too, you know, like <laughs> to pay the rent. <laughs> for sure. But yeah, for the for your own taste, of course, you prefer something or other, you know, like. Yeah. Of course, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you gotta cash that check, baby. <laughs> Favorite teammate ever? Uh, Vincent Alvarez. Nice. Oh, sick. The homie. Worst teammate ever? Maybe Louis Pacin. No, just joking. He's, <laughs> he's, the, he's the nicest guy, also. He's the nicest. Yeah, Louis Pacin is the man, you know? You guys yeah. know? Oh, Louis yeah. Passin? Of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Worst company? Osiris <laughs> I thought I thought so I thought so not back then I, I always thought so like what Osiris like I don't know it was too big the shoes or like but not I don't know it's, it doesn't even exist now right or what? I don't know <laughs> um, worst trend those were not complaints sometimes you know like it's okay but sometimes it was too much but it, i think it's gone now right it's finished with this with the no complaints like <laughs> oh yeah yeah i think it's done worst style <laughs> worst style joshi obayashi like some kind of japanese name but i don't know if if he's, if he listens if he listens to me like I apologize I'm sorry because I can I can really remember how he, <laughs> I can really remember how he looked the style 
But I just know, like, we talk about it, like, if you did the trick like that, it was like, Fuck, that was a little bit Josie Obayasi or something. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I think he would just line, he will do crazy tricks, maybe Cavalerial 540 flip or something. Yeah. And he would line all crazy, you know, so it was just that. Uh, it was not the worst, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> Last person you want on the sesh. I have no problem with no one. Maybe Drake Jones. You know Drake Jones? Oh! <laughs> but I don't know him. Yeah. I don't know him, but uh, when I was a kid in Radlands, and I expected him to pass me the board, like, just to, like... But not really. Yeah. I wasn't even expecting. I was just walking to my board, and he just mm-hmm. shouted to me in my shin, like, really crazy. Oh, And no. I was like, oh, shit, why did he do that, like, on purpose? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he has his reason. I don't blame him. But I, I <laughs> wow. I think he was probably pissed off uh, being in Europe. Maybe he didn't want to be there, and it was a lot of annoying kids. Probably, I don't. I don't really blame him. If he also watched this, like, there's I no excuse for that. But he is yeah, an yeah, OG switch tray general. So that's uh, that's crazy, Drake Jones. That is crazy. <laughs> yeah, but he's sick. I like his skating. I thought you were going to say Morgan Smith. <laughs> I really look up to him. That's why I was a little bit disappointed, you know. I was like, fuck. <laughs> All right, Jesus. That's the end of the interview. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. It was nice to talk to you guys and uh, looking forward to see it. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Thanks, Jesus. Legend. See you guys soon. the post office brought to you by dickies quality workwear since 1922 from the work site to the streets nobody keeps you fitted like dickies our ghost who we got up first you've got mail first up we got an email from eli smith hey bunt gang long time listener here living out in tokyo i'm a big fan of yourselves as well as the fine selection of skaters on the pod As many point out, IG skating clips are getting increasingly obnoxious. The latest trend is subpar skaters paying for their clips to be advertised on the unsuspecting newsfeed. I don't want to see your dusty ass tray flip on flat plate in slow-mo. Another is skaters, including the homies, posting daily stories of their ganja diet. (laughs) Smoking is absolutely fine, but no one cares enough to have you see the late night joint what we really want to see are the other homies killing it in the streets or if you really have to in a park these are the violations that persuade me to delete the ig app every too often of course people are free to do what they like but for the love of all that is skate get that shit out of here much love to the pod and shout out to Setagaya crew not really a question in there just pointing out some illegal activity on instagram which uh we all know all too well ganja diet slow-mo tray flips shane eldridge (coughs) shane eldridge paying for all bad news paying for promoted posts of yourself is probably one of the funniest wackest things of all time and uh he said he had a credit though man uh huh he said he had a credit for some reason so he just had to use it (laughs) yeah shane (laughs) 
<laughs> Ghost, what is uh, a trend on Instagram that you hate right now? Man, y'all know mine. I feel like I've said it so many times, but I hate the fake engagement questions. I hate the which one do you like more, one or two. Like, just fuck off and just post one. <laughs> or post two and don't fucking ask which one people like better. Like, how fucking desperate are we for approval these days, man? Shit's cringe. Bro, one of the things I literally hate the most is when you fucking tag every one of your sponsors in the post. Yeah. Whether it's like a story or something on the feed, like nobody fucking cares about all your sponsors. <laughs> it drives me insane. Man. Oh yeah, this this brand sent me uh, one bearing five years ago. Let me throw them in there. Oh, pissing me off with Instagram already, man. All right, next up, we got an email from one of the ghosts' favorites, Nicholas Montoto. <laughs> he says, forgot to put this in the voice memo, but shout out to the Miami local legend, OG Manny B. That fool rips. Big shouts out to Manny B. Looking nice in those vans these days too, man. Always shredding. Fucking always in the streets. Legend. He don't play. Let's take a listen to this voice note. What up, homies? I'm back from my occasional voice memo. You feel me? Just wanted to come and say a couple things on the pod. Been killing it lately. The Tommy Sandoval episode was dope. But number one, bro, very hyped to say Corey Kennedy is a free man. Been missing that dude's footy. Seems like a solid guy. Very unfortunate situation. But I'm already seeing footage here and there, and it looks like he has never stepped off his board. So that's fucking great to see. Number two, bro, I wanted to see if you guys could use your skate industry investigative skills to tell us where the fuck is Brian slash Hansen. I know you guys are over there in Canada, might not mingle too much with the Hesh's dudes, but fucking, you guys have to know something. Guy was pretty fire back in the day. Now I see like the Sockadelic team or Volume 4 doing shit, but he's not there, so what the fuck, you know? Um, and I couldn't, you know, leave a voice memo without my usual shit talking. I'm a little late to this news, but Cater on Adidas, kind of weak, son. I don't know, yo. I was more hyped on with him on Vans, but whatever. Dude is making his moves. Wonder when he'll fucking sell out Baker, cause that might be next. Deuces. Montoto, the fucking legend. <laughs> I would like to see uh, Montoto's ganja diet, man. It talks in slow mo sometimes. I know you on the medicinal, Nick. Uh, it's great to see. Flash Hansen, man. What was it? You got anything on him? Not really. I I mean, I remember reading some shit on Slap. So, you know, I don't feel great speculating on the pod about what's up with him. But what I did see was just something about, you know, some possible, uh, you know, mental health 
issues perhaps and like beefing people and kind of going off on instagram and just um i don't know you know i can't confirm or deny anything but that's that's what i read and obviously we just hope he's all good and fucking he was a ripper man so hope he's doing all right and as far as Cater goes, it was pretty crazy when he dropped that thank you Vans part when he was leaving Vans, skated Nikes for a couple months, and then boom, all of a sudden he's on Adidas, left everybody wondering. Um, Cater, man, I mean, I hope he doesn't leave Baker because perfect fit came up on Baker. I feel like people who leave those types of companies always end up regretting it, but only time will tell, man. He's a young man with big future in front of him yeah you know sometimes you'll see the i'm a bounce because i'm cooler i'm too cool for this now and then you realize oh shit i should have stayed with my fam you know what i'm saying we've seen that mm-hmm. we've seen that a few times over the years but yeah i don't know he seems like a baker for life type to me man like reynolds fucking he's been skating with reynolds since he was like one foot tall man on Toto, brother. Only one episode left. Maybe we'll uh, hear from you next week as well. All right, next up, we got an email from Philip Richer. Hey, Bunt Gang. This message is dedicated to Saifa Benson. Take us behind the scenes on this switch flip back 5-0 on an iconic LA spot from a 2011 trip in LA. Wow, that was fucking 10 years ago now. I picked you. Philip Richter been in the post office three weeks in a row, man. He loves hearing his name on the pod, eh? I picked up this magazine a couple days before I moved out of Canada. This magazine is now enjoying the beautiful weather the Cayman Islands has to offer. Damn, jealous. Stay safe out there and don't let Doug Ford discourage you. Uh, it's pretty nothing exciting behind the scenes on that one. That's obviously a classic spot. Not the best looking spot in the world by any stretch, but it's just a perfect metal ledge to drop. I hadn't I hadn't got a clip on that trip yet, so I was just like, yo, let me just break out like a you know, something I know I can do. I did that pr- relatively easy, and then I bunted a few Nolly Heel nose grinds. And then I was like, Oh yeah, Marquise Henry, Nolly Heel nose grind, Nolly flipped this, and then I was done. Oh, and Grant Nolly nose grind, Nolly front foot flipped it. GP. That was fucking legendary. So that's it. It was that easy for you, eh? Slow back 5 You got that one. Dog, it's literally like, you know the spot. You can start as far away from the drop as you want. So it's not scary at all. You know what I mean? So like, mm-hmm. if it was shorter and it's like, oh, you have to fall down the gap every time you bail, like that makes it a little bit scarier, but it was literally just like skating the Dunbat box. You know what I mean? We'll have to post up that sequence, man, because he sent over a nice photo of it. And, uh, I always love when the people are forced to put respect on the ghost name. <laughs> All right, next up, we got an email from Davis Campbell. Hey, Bump Boys, Clive Dixon, Clint Walker, and the Birdhouse team have been a regular target of gunshots in the rapid fire section. With so many shots fired in their direction, has the Birdman's crew ever come at the bunt in the DMs? If not, has anyone else come at you guys for shots fired at them 
during the rapid fire and how have you responded cheers davis p.s can the people get another bobby de kaiser episode a lot has happened in the man's career since his last interview and we'd love to hear about it so first things first i as soon as we got this email i screenshotted it sent it to bobby and he said no (laughs) (laughs) don't hold your breath I think we were uh, lucky enough to have Bobby support us in our in our first days as a pod, and uh, we'll always be thankful for that. But uh, it's gonna take something crazy to get him to come on. So yeah, don't hold your breath. Oh <laughs> uh, shit! Yeah, no one's come at us from Birdhouse Camp, and in general, not that I can think of. Can you think of anyone, Donald? No, I honestly don't think that anyone ever comes at us for rapid fire shots. Oh, like, no, no. It's not shit that we're One just happened, actually. Uh, really? Not to, like, get into, like, oh, people's drama, right. but uh, Daryl Angel hit us up after. No, he didn't hit us up. He came in my fucking Yahoo email account. Right. I don't even know how he had that. <laughs> That's probably how you hit him up back in the day. I don't know. But, yeah. Daryl Angel wasn't happy with Zach Wallen saying last person on the sesh. But that's about it. Like, people don't really come at us because we're not the ones saying it. Like, maybe people have, like, gone at people. Like, maybe people have gone at our guests for saying their names in the rapid fire. But, like, we're just the messenger. I mean, I guess it's our fault. We're asking the question. So, but no one's come at us really, except for Daryl was just like, didn't appreciate that. I want, I don't know if he hit up Zach as well, but, um, Dude, it's hilarious though. He hit us up like pissed that Zach said that. And then threw a little one liner at Zach. And it's like, well, then it's pretty clear. You guys don't want each other on the sesh. Like, <laughs> I'm not sure I'm following what the issue is here, Daryl, but but he's, he said he still messes with the pod. <laughs> yes, he did. Anyways, next up, we got a voice note from Andrew Deemer. Yo, what's up, bunt? This is Andrew from Brooklyn. Longtime listener. Love the pod. Two questions for you. One, would you ever consider interviewing an artist or a designer filmmaker photographer who works in skateboarding on the pod i think it would be a really good idea to get some perspective on what it's like to work in the skateboard industry outside of just actually skateboarding and then two what do you think about the philadelphia 76ers do you take them to win the east do you think they can beat the nets and even more important do you think they can beat whoever comes out of the west if they do end up winning the east let me know. I'll hang up and listen. Andrew, thank you for the voice note. Um, we've had a couple filmers on the pod already. We had uh, Castrucci was on here. Strobeck was on here. Was that it? Spanish Mike, baby. Oh, yeah. Spanish. So we've uh, we've expanded a little bit. Yeah. No uh, designers or anything like that yet. I mean, Castrucci dabbles with all that stuff as well. Yeah, we could uh, open the floodgates and start getting crazy. Who knows, man? Yeah, the good the the one thing about people always telling us who we should have on the show and shit. 
or you know i shouldn't say like that people like giving us recommendations we we definitely appreciate it but also we plan on doing this for years to come so it's just annoying when people try and like tell you dude like why did you have so-and-so on like you need to get so-and-so on it's like reggie like let us fucking go about it our own way you know maybe we will have that person on in a year from now or two years from now or three years from now you know what i mean like that shit can be annoying but we we still it's like there's literally 12 episodes a season you know like eventually all these people requested are hopefully going to come on the pod unless they don't want to you know yeah exactly it'll get done they will all get done yeah how many years do you think we're going to do this for uh well we're about to hit five years at the end of may i think another five would be beast oh that 10 years uh pontus rule. i think 10 years like who knows what will be happening in 10 years but i think if we get to 10 years we could walk away with our heads high or keep going depending on how it's going but i think 10 is like a sick goal to have yeah it'd be a nice legacy to leave behind maybe we'll pass the mics on to someone else yeah our children <laughs> well you better get cooking then bro <laughs> i'm just kidding uh, jesus christ and then what do you think about the 76ers and their odds of coming out of the east man? yo there's a world and it's not too far-fetched where the 76ers are the champions this year Joel Embiid is literally on another level. Uh, I'm bummed he got hurt because he was like cooking like we haven't seen him ever cook. And like seeing his highlight mixes from this season is fucked, man. Like he's he looks like a guard on some plays and zero step and shit. But man, Tobias Harris also was like an all star, fringe all star player this year. I don't know. They've got they definitely got the pieces. I think I would love to see um them play the Nets in the conference final. I think that'd be the funnest one. Just because we've seen the Bucks uh, a bunch of times. You know, I'm not like the last 2 years, right? Conference finals. I'd love to see Philly get one step further cuz Embiid and them have lost in the second round a couple times now. Yeah, I think the star power, you know, you got the Ben Simmons, the Embiid, and then the, the big three in Brooklyn, that would be awesome. And I could see them winning because no one can even think about stopping Embiid on the Nets. So that'd be cool, man. And then... I mean, Jeff Green ain't going to do nothing to him? <laughs> Yo, shout out Jeff Green, man. He's been playing yeah, he's every fucking position for them. Because they've had so many people injured. He's all over the place. And, yo, he's been in the league since I think he got drafted the same year as KD, man. Like, he's a fucking vet, and he's still cooking. Give me a percentage on the odds of Philly getting out of the East and then another percentage on them winning the actual NBA championship. I'll give them a 33% chance to get out of the East. I think the Bucks. Wait, whoa. I think, well, yeah, because the Bucks could take them out. It depends. Okay, if they get the right bracket and they don't have to play the Bucks or Nets until the conference finals, then I give them a 50% chance to get out. 
It just, so you're saying if they somehow get lucky and they have to play Boston in the second round or something, they'll be better off. Yeah, like I think they'll be able to handle... Uh, Miami's been really up and down. You know, Miami could give them trouble too. But mm-hmm. yeah, depending on their seeding, I'll give them a 33% chance if they have to face the Bucks or Nets in the second round or a 50% chance if not till the conference finals. And then in the finals... Uh, I, th- I think they could beat fuck that's a tough one man because I don't know who's coming out but to win the finals I give them a 50% chance too <laughs> if they get there oh that's perfect and we all know it's just um, going to depend on the health of Embiid right alright next up we got an email from the big homie John Purcell Skatonks Dear Bunt family, my guess is that like many young men and women during the past 12 months, you and your friends have all become professional financial advisors to each other in your respective group chats. With so many people trying to be day traders this year, why don't we ride the wave and commoditize the skate world? What skateboard companies are you long and what companies are you short? Let's leave out shoe brands since most of them are publicly traded anyways. Girl and Chocolate would have had great returns until about 2015 or so, at which time you would have been happy to sell. <laughs> Real and the Deluxe Umbrella seem to be the Coca-Cola, Johnson & Johnson play, a safe long-term bet with slow upward trajectory. FA and Hockey are certainly a hot stock, but something tells me FA continues to grow its team. It may become overvalued and go the route of a plan B as the riders all branch off to start their own board brands in three to five years. Thoughts and predictions? In quotations, I am not a registered investment advisor and this is not investment advice. (laughs) Classic. So we need to each pick one company we're long and one company we're short on. But yo, just to address his first bit, definitely everyone out here investing these days love to see it but we ain't day traders out here man we leaving that shit to the fucking people with too much time on their hands and that's just too stressful we long and strong baby i feel like that's where a lot of uh mistakes can be made man too much movement ain't good for nobody definitely i feel like polar would have been the tesla stock where if we had have got in right before or like just early enough we could have been absolutely filthy rich off of polar right now (laughs) yeah the way those pants are selling man they selling hotter than the model x dog yeah shout out to alex lassard the visionary dog i would say that i would be long on quasi you know i feel like it is not a new company at all but i still feel like there's lots of room for growth maybe into the clothing sector and uh that's where some some money could be made which board brand you going long on dog well you want me to choose between polar and quasi yeah one one for each you can't take all the good ones. well no i said that like i feel like polar is the same position as tesla where like how much return are you actually going to get on it now? I feel like Polar is already enormous. That might be a little bit too late, you know? Whereas Quasi, we might uh, might see more growth still ahead of us. 
and then a company I would be short on uh, would definitely be Pizza Skateboards. <laughs> um, <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go long. This one's extra long. Like this is like pre-IPO. Oh, shit. I'm trying to get in early, and you know what I'm saying take home get like a 20x on this bitch you know what i'm saying and retire i'm gonna go no fear skatecode.co.uk oh you're done man. If, that's uh <laughs> okay yeah sorry if they they're gonna need a merger or something with dime for that to, for that to happen if, if they pop that off i mean we've clearly seen dime uh go to the moon so I'm going to believe in my boys in Montreal and get that, you know, I don't know what the pre-IPO sale price is, but I'm trying to get like 50,000 shares uh, for like two cents a piece. You know what I'm saying? It's a penny stock right now. They got no products, man. Yeah. It's a shell company. Yeah. Let me get them pink slips. Um, so no fear, skate.co.uk. And then I'm a short numbers edition just because i don't know what the fuck's going on over there and it never seemed to make sense to me from the beginning the edits were a little weird miles when miles silvis leaves that's never a good sign just never seemed to be some real consistency over there and i don't think i've ever seen a numbers board out in the wild so that's my short that's a sick email though thank you johnny yeah johnny you got any stock tips for your boys we took a beating on those fucking small cap tech stocks the last few months man what's the wave these days <laughs> all right next up we got an email from albane the god it's your boy albane what skater has the best pants in skateboarding and why can't i ever find a pair that looks good on me Yo, it's so... That's the hardest thing. Harder than skateboarding is finding good pants, man. Fuck. Donald, you've got a pair that looks so fresh these days. Next time you're wearing them, I'm going to point them out and make you order me a pair or tell me where I could get them. What are they? I can't remember. I think there's some jeans, some black pants. Black ones? Yeah. Well, you love those joints, right? Here's the fucking hint, man. Just take them to the dry cleaners. You find one pair of pants that you love, and it's super hard to find that pair. But once you have them, you just take them to the dry cleaner or the seamstress or whoever, and you ask them to taper them like the ones you love. It's fucking simple. It costs a couple extra bucks, but you're going to get what you want, guaranteed. Like, me and Safer are tall and thin. Well, I used to be thin. I'm getting a little thicker now that I'm a pops, but tall and somewhat thin. So it's like super hard. And all you can do is just hope and pray you finally find that one perfect one. And then you make the rest look like them. Man. Yeah. Donald has bare pants in his fucking wardrobe. So like he can keep mixing up the fresh kits. Whereas I'm so fucking lazy that like I'll get one pair of pants that I like and wear it for like wear them for like six months until they're dust. And I hate it. I need some more diversity. But yo, like I tried to reorder those gray dickies I've been wearing and I think I ordered the wrong ones. I'm fucked. I don't remember the code on them, man. 
Wes, I'm gonna hit you up. But yeah, the best skater who's got the best pants in skateboarding, Donald, you probably have a, a much more uh, well thought out answer than me because you'd be looking at them pants. The best pants in skateboarding, man, I feel like Yalda has good pants because they're not like that super baggy variety. He's like a well dressed skater, always looks good. I like Kyle Wilson's pants. He's a little, keeps them extra baggy and fresh. So I'm like all over the board. Like I wouldn't wear Kyle Wilson's pants, but I think they look sick on him. Yeah. You know? And same goes for Lucian. Lucian's like the freshest man on the planet <laughs> right now. This guy's skating in fucking LV cargos that like it looks crazy and appealing to watch, especially in that video he just dropped. But like I couldn't wear them. You know, I could never pull that off. But for me, I would say that relatable. I mean, oh, Bobby's always got good pants. I mean, lots of people can dress well, man. You just got to find the one pair and then you got to hit the dry cleaners, man. That's the key right there. And that's why I tell Safe all the time. Man. <laughs> Don't matter what they look like when you buy them. Make sure the waist fits and worry about the rest later. Real shit, real shit. I'm going to say best pants right now. I got no opinion. Let's keep it moving. Are you kidding me? I, dude. Just pick someone's pants you like. But I, I don't actually. This is one of the easiest questions we've ever had. Uh, I like uh, Dick Rizzo's pants, yo. <laughs> <laughs> He's got good kits. <laughs> oh, shit. Don't kill me, man. Oh, that was the most random. I, I actually can't know. think of a single pair of pants, but I just know I like his style. So. Yeah, what? All right, that's what's up. Oh, what about our boy Nick Stain, man? He's always got some good friends. Oh, Stain to God? Yo, Stainy boy, holla at me, eh? I'm trying to get you on the pod. <laughs> ain't gonna help us. <laughs> Stainy boy, the nickname ain't gonna help. All right, next up, we've got an email from Alfie Mills. Hopefully, you boys are all good. I'm from Dorset, England. And how many decks do you go through? And one more. How about those new Ace AF1 trucks? You getting some or not? Nah? They look sick. Have a great day. Love, Alfie. Well, that's what's up, Alfie. Now nah, we ain't getting no ace trucks, man. We thunder gang over here all day. Make them as hollow as possible. Hollow out every piece of truck you can because we need to keep it light, man. Yeah, I just had a thunder ad, man. I'm back, yo. And it was only posted on my Instagram, so it's not that legit, but I'm thunder. When was that switched up from? Like, probably like 2014. <laughs> how many decks you go through uh not many in the winter in the summer i can be picky as hell and like i'll want to switch boards every like two weeks you know maybe one week if you like skate a street spot try to film a clip but yeah it all depends on what you do in the time frame with that board man yeah for us like in the winter skating indoor parks mostly well only your board is gonna last a lot longer but spring is here so i guess i'd probably go through like two to three boards a month sometimes you legit have to be strategic and like if i set up a brand new board i'm not going to fucking the, the ledge at the parkdale school or some crusty spot like i'm going to dumbbat yeah yeah and i'm enjoying this brand new board for two sessions for sure and then i'll venture off 
Or the fucking dust bucket pond. I'm never taking it. Oh, hell no. I might never take a skateboard there again to begin with. Trust me. All right. Next up, we got an email from Elijah Luna. What's fucking good, G's? Hyped on this season. You interviewed one of my hometown heroes, Tommy Guns. Always chill to hear about that legend. Speaking of legends, I had the chance of meeting Jerry Sue outside of Supreme. Jerry fucking Sue, the lieutenant of Switch Hard Flips. Maybe Safe would disagree. Definitely not. Oh no, fuck. Uh, he's up there, but of course, Brandon Turner is the, the general. Uh, bruv, I got in my head and missed a solid opportunity of meeting one of my fave skaters. It could have been for the best because I'm sure he had cooler shit to do than talk <laughs> to my kook ass of pain. Is there an instance where you saw one of your fave skaters and got too nervous to meet them? If so, who was it? And do you still wish you could have kooked it out for a sec? Also, Don's got a wet ass switch front shove. Made Safe a switch K grind look crust city. Laugh my ass off. All love. You guys fucking rule. Wait, I thought he said he did meet Jerry Sue. Oh, he had the chance to meet him. He had the chance and then he, he bailed, it seems like. Damn, bro. Never fucking... That's like last week, the homie who didn't like stop and watch Jake Johnson, man. Like, you're just going to regret that big time down the line because we had Jerry on the pod and he's seriously one of the like chillest, nicest dudes we've had on the pod. Super down to earth. I'm sure he would have taken the time to chat with you for a minute. So I'm sorry, but you've got no choice but to regret that decision, brother. Honestly, I don't think there's ever been a time I've been too shy or too nervous to go holler at a pro. They're just fucking human. But there is, there was one time where I like, it, this guy's aura and, and superstardom made me think twice and left me a little nervous. And it was after we interviewed him. We interviewed Brian Anderson like a couple years back. And then we were in New York at a house of vans interviewing Chima. And B.A. was there just skating around, working on a bottle of wine. <laughs> and I was just like in awe of the man. And I'd already met him, known him, had a great conversation with him. And I'm like, I don't even know if I can go talk to this guy, man. He's too he's too sick. He's like the illest dude in the world. And uh, made me think twice, but I got my head out of my ass and I hollered at him. <laughs> there you go. I've definitely said this story before on the pod. I think I was you know 16 17 18 in that range and i went to montreal for a trade show and i was there chilling with like the crew the crew gang because i was on crew back then we had this dinner and it was me ellington reynolds and a handful of other people i can't remember everyone now and Reynolds was sitting at the opposite end of the table from me and I just like awkwardly, awkwardly stared at him like the whole meal and I never had the courage to say anything. And he probably thought I was vibing him out because I was just like staring at him or maybe he's used to that. I don't know because I'm sure I'm not the only person who's been in awe around him. But the funny part was like I said what up to Ellington. I can't remember if Greco was there. It was like Ellington and someone else that I said what up to but Reynolds was just a little bit too legendary and and I regretted it I definitely regretted it <laughs> like now it's whatever I'm sure we'll come across him one of these days but yeah 
just just say what up next time, man. Trust me. All right, and last but not least, we have an email from Nico Peña. Sub G's, stoked to have y'all as road buddies as I drive solo coast to coast from SF to NYC, hoping to hit some famous spots along the way. Long drives beg for rest stops and stretching, especially if you're trying to skate. What do you guys think about yoga becoming more widespread in the skate community? I remember hearing Mike Carroll doing it consistently back in the day and thinking that was unique and cool, mainly because it's Carroll. Do you practice it yourself or would you consider it? I'm getting closer to 30 and have been doing it every day in 2021. I've never felt better or skated as much since my two month stint in Barcelona. So I highly recommend it. I get that some might not be down for the woo woo yogi <laughs> vibes, but the physical and mental peace that it can bring you is straight up life changing. I want to see y'all go hard for the bunt video. So get some vinyasa flows down for the people. Peace. Damn, that just motivated me to get back on my yoga grind. I, I'm <laughs> such an idiot as doing it like semi-regularly oh, in like 2009, I believe. And it was a game changer, man. 12 years ago? I felt so good. Yeah, like since then I've bunted starting again like a handful of times, but like I'll never forget that first time I like started doing it twice a week at this place down the street. And like I felt amazing. Now, yeah, we're in our 30s now, so no time like the present except for this bumblecloth pandemic probably have to do some youtube yoga trust me we're not above it i remember last year me dono and our buddy uh tommy we were doing it we did it together a couple times on facetime or whatever uh we back it but we just don't always find the time for it big believers in yoga and what it can do for your body and mind like you said I was, I wouldn't say lucky enough, but I had a couple months off my day job last year and tried to do it a couple times a week while I did, and it definitely makes you feel great, man. But uh, when the real life hits, it's uh, it's hard it's hard to find time, man. For sure. But yeah, fuck, I'm going to try and get on it. Probably the claim of pain. Yo, have a safe drive, uh, Mr. Peña. And yo, my favorite character in fucking narcos is gente peña so you're a legend g drive safe peace another 45 minute post office in the books keep the question coming we love them the bunt live at gmail.com y'all know what to do this is the rundown the skateboard world source for sports Brought to you by the one and only Steam Whistle, Canada's premium pilsner, the only buzz. The NFL draft popped off this past Thursday, and honestly, it was a sight to be seen. Coronavirus does not exist in the United States anymore, and the NFL is leading the way to showing you that, you know, maybe real life is back just around the corner. Roger Goodell's up on the stage, maskless, hugging everybody who will give him a hug. The stadium, or it's not a stadium, but the place was absolutely packed. Not a free seat in the house. And uh, it was just a sight to be seen, man. Damn, I missed the draft, dog. But I heard it was uh, a barn burner. 
an absolute barn burner. So we finally found out where the top five quarterbacks would land. I'm gonna ring them off for you because you didn't watch. And you're gonna tell me who you think is gonna have the most success and who you think is gonna be out of the league the fastest. Oh. You ready? Yeah. First off, Trevor Lawrence to the Jags. That was, uh, everybody knew that was coming. Zach Wilson to the New York Jets. Everyone knew that was coming too. Then this is where it got interesting. The 49ers were up third and they took Trey Lance. The Chicago Bears traded up, paid a big price, got Justin Fields at 10. And then, of course, Mac Jones fell right to the Patriots. They didn't have to trade up. They didn't have to do nothing. They got themselves a quarterback. So let's hear what you think. I think uh, Trevor Lawrence, most sure bet, he's going to have tremendous success. But uh, they need to be, I think you were saying that, they need to be drafting a defense and maybe some some O-line, not fucking more running backs. They already got James Robinson. But yeah, Trevor Lawrence, do your thing. Hopefully he doesn't get absolutely destroyed, you know, Andrew Luck style. Who's Zach Wilson to the Jets? I don't know shit about him, but he went to the Jets, so best of luck, young man. You're going to need it. And then our boy Justin Fields, I think he has he has the highest ceiling and the lowest floor, I feel like. And I hope he hits that ceiling, you know what I'm saying? The Bears have been so desperately looking for a legit quarterback. So it would be amazing if he could live up to his potential and, you know, turn that franchise around because they definitely need it. And I feel like that softens the blow of them picking up Andy Dalton where it just was like, yo, what the fuck is going on here, you know? But maybe Andy starts the season and, and Fields takes over at some point or who knows, maybe he wins the job in training camp. But either way, hoping for nothing but the best for him. And so then, who's staying the longest and who's out first? You mentioned three guys here. We'll just take the safe play and say Trevor Lawrence staying the longest. And then the shortest career, maybe that 49ers guy. Or no. But no, but I mean, he's supposed to be like super smart and all that. And that's like they wanted to mold him. And like, what's his name? Kyle Shanahan. You know, Mr. Genius. So he grabs the genius young QB that he can mold. Uh, but if he flops, if the skill isn't there, I could see him having an extremely long career, but as a backup. <laughs> so we'll see. If we're talking starting, uh, maybe I'll say him. I hope I'm wrong, though. I hope they all have long careers, obviously. I think it would be a, a huge detriment to the Chicago Bears and Justin Fields if they even bothered starting Andy Dalton. We know exactly what Andy Dalton is. Seen him in Cincinnati for years. Seen him take over in Dallas. He's not a winner. He's not going to win you anything. We may as well get on with Justin Fields from day one, and let's get it rolling, man. Maybe he sits one game or something, but I wouldn't even do that. Like, let's just... Andy Dalton ain't going to win us nothing. <laughs> he just paid up to get Justin Fields. Let's get this show on the road. Let's get this party started. I'm going to rank them from one to five. One being the guy I think lasts the longest. 
five being the guy I last the shortest. And uh, one, I'm going to go with Justin Fields. Two, I'm going to go with Mac Jones. Three, I'm going to go with Trey Lance. Four, I'm going to go with Trevor Lawrence because the Jaguars have no idea what they're doing. And five, Zach Wilson, unfortunately. You going and you playing in New York, that's going to be tough. I know he's a smart kid. He's had some success, but it's the franchise. We've seen these franchises go through quarterback after quarterback after quarterback, and it, it doesn't work, man. And I hate to say it because Trevor Lawrence, I mean, he's the golden boy, the first overall pick. But like you said, I mentioned it before, they just lamented the fact that they don't know what they're doing by taking Travis Etienne as their second pick. Like, you got to be absolutely kidding me here. <laughs> the best guy on your team is your running back. So you gave him someone to yeah, share the workload with? It's ridiculous. So unfortunately, I think the first two guys are going to be the shortest careers. And the other three actually ended up in really good spots. You know, the Bears, obviously questionable, been desperate for a quarterback, but the rest of their team is great. Uh, David Montgomery could use a kick in the ass, but they got receivers and they got a defense. And then we all know what the Patriots and the 49ers are. They're solid teams that that needed an upgrade at quarterback. The 49ers are one year removed from a Super Bowl that they should have won. Like, to have this guy come in there, and it's, uh, it's a great landing spot for him. Yeah, real talk. Agreed, agreed. Here's a, I have a really good question for you. Everybody knows that the tight end position is the most top heavy in football. You got Kelsey, you got Kittle, now you got Waller and uh, Mark Andrews, I guess. And after that, it's a complete shit show. But Kyle Pitts ended up in a fantasy friendly situation. If you miss on those top three guys, where are you taking? Kyle Pitts, where are you reaching for him? And is he going to be the fourth best tight end in fantasy? Bro, that's so tough. Like, we we're, I was talking to you the other day. I'm not that excited about the ATL landing spot. Like, I just feel like the Falcons have been a disappointment every season since their Super Bowl run. And I mean, it might, it might work out fantasy wise, but like, I don't know, man. Like, how old is Matt Ryan now? That team still doesn't look promising. You know, they've got no defense. Uh, they're going to trade Julio. So uh, it's the Ridley fucking, the Ridley show over there now. Hey, don't forget about Mike Davis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what's up with Todd Gurley, man? Is he done done? He's done. So we're not going to get into the drama and the why and what happened, but two superstars in the NFL are rumored to be on the move. Aaron Rodgers, I think he's just doing this whole thing for money and uh, a new contract, yada, yada. But if you could place Aaron Rodgers and Julio Jones in new locations, where would they go? Ooh. Aaron Rodgers, I would love, I saw this, Stephen A was saying this, and I wouldn't have said this unless I saw Stephen A say it, but I would love to see him on Pittsburgh. And remember I was saying I would love to see uh, our boy uh, Jameis Winston in Pittsburgh. Aaron Rodgers in Pittsburgh would be cool. He'd also be good in San Francisco. But I, you know, that ship is let's go Fields. 
That's Trey Lance. Or sorry, sorry. Let's go Trey Lance. I just, I'd love to see Aaron Rodgers somewhere with a solid team. And then, like, he's, he's the fucking guy that puts them over the top. So Pittsburgh would be cool, but we know that's not going to happen. But that's what I'll say. And then Julio, is Mac Jones legit? Like, they still, they still got no receivers in New England. I don't want to throw him there in case, like, he's still got to deal with Cam's dusty arm or some rookie who who knows what he's like on the pro level. Julio and and Deshaun Watson, if he's still in the league this year. I don't know. Where do you want to see Julio? Oh, Carson Wentz. That's what you want. You want him with the Colts. I would love to see Julio go to the Colts. That is the one thing the Colts are missing. They got T.Y. Hill, and then he had a couple good games last year, but... They would uh, benefit greatly from Julio Jones. And I love the Aaron Rodgers in Pittsburgh look. That would be absolutely insane. But uh, the Pittsburghs are, they're brain dead as well. They took an RB in the first round. Najee Harris, I believe his name is. And uh, I've never heard of a running back fixing the O-line. And that was the, the whole problem <laughs> in Pittsburgh. Big Ben can't move. You still have Big Ben there. You got no O-line, but you got a rookie running back doesn't make sense to me i would love to see aaron Rodgers go to the washington football team what yeah they have a hell of a team they almost beat tom brady in the playoffs with no quarterback they lost alex smith and he retired i'm not sure who who even is the starter there who is the starter whoa that's a good point they released homie did they not have a good yeah. pick i guess they made the playoffs right so so I would love to see him go there. They got the up and coming tight end, forget his name right now, but they got Terry McLaurin and they got a hell of a defense and uh, they have a good coach in Riverboat Ron Rivera. It's a good and, call, uh, man. Washington Redskins, baby, but. Wait, don't they have, yo, no, they have uh, Fitzmagic, right? Oh yeah, heaven forbid, <laughs> Fitzmagic. <laughs> Yeah, actually, maybe I would like to see Fitch Magic stay as the starter. But, I mean, Aaron Rodgers in Washington, they'd be a hell of a team in a weak division. Yeah, let's give Fitz Magic his own team like this late in his career for once. That'd actually be hilarious yeah, if it's not like... make him battle. Yeah, not like an injury replacement or some battle. Like, it was kind of heartbreaking to see him lose the job last year to Tua and then for Tua to not really do much with it. It just went from, like, the most exciting team in the NFL to, like a battle for like 16 points a game you know <laughs> yeah Dude. fuck all right y'all that's gonna wrap up this week's episode of the bunt only one more left to go and you can count on the barn getting burned to ashes baby hell fucking yeah travis you're dust next year you fucking scrub peace